Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Think and Grow Rich. One day, in the early years of the 20th century, in Orange, New Jersey, United States, a visitor came into Thomas A. Edison's office. The guest looked a bit like a homeless person being worn out after a long and arduous journey. He introduced himself as Edwin C. Barnes. He expressed his long-standing wish to be Edison's business partner. Edison later recalled that something on Barnes' face conveyed determination. He was someone who would not give up until he achieved his goal. From his previous experience of dealing with people, Edison had learned that when someone's desire was so forceful that they would stake their entire future on their success, they were bound to succeed. Edison allowed Barnes to stay, but only as a peon and not as a business partner. Nevertheless, Barnes didn't reckon that his work was unskilled, instead, he held himself to lofty standards. And a few years later, he finally got his wish. He became Edison's true business partner and found himself working in the same room he had blundered into when he first met Edison. This is the story at the start of Think and Grow Rich. The anecdote tells us that a person's success is a function of their desire. The more intense their desire, the surer their success. How strong was Barnes' passion for success? When he was determined to become Edison's business partner, he didn't know this famous scientist, nor did he have the money to travel to the city where he was working. Facing these two difficulties, most people might have already given up their plans. But not Barnes. His desire was so strong that he climbed on a freight train to reach the destination and finally stood before Edison. When you build up determination, you can overcome any seemingly insurmountable obstacles. Think and Grow Rich is a book about effective thinking. It could be described as a book about the passion for success. In the title, the word rich has multiple connotations. Beyond wealth and financial success, these riches also include spiritual, mental, and bodily estates. Since it was first published in 1937, the book has sold more than 70 million copies worldwide and has influenced the paths of countless lives. The book's author, Napoleon Hill, was a pioneering motivational expert seeking to identify the principles of success. As the work's first edition has now become dated, it was edited and revised in 2004 by Arthur R. Pell, who has a PhD in philosophy. He replaced some outdated stories and anecdotes with more contemporary examples. The book, in its updated version, is now widely available and remains enduringly popular. As Hill tells it, the Steel King, Andrew Carnegie, was formative in the book's genesis. Carnegie had asked Hill, a journalist at the time, to identify and interview 500 successful people with the aim of discovering their common traits and, ultimately, to share this precious secret of success with the world. Hill was delighted to accept the task, and, in the end, he interviewed more than 500 people, including important figures such as Edison, Ford, and Roosevelt. Additionally, he studied and analyzed the life stories of 25,000 successful people to eventually isolate the recipe for success that Carnegie believed must exist. With it in mind, he wrote this book, inviting you to think and grow rich. Next, we will reveal to you the best parts of the book.
We have split it into two sections. Part 1, The Desire-Driven Path to Success. Part 2, Protecting the Desire-Driven Path to Success. What is the effect of desire? Desire can give you an intense yearning to achieve a goal. You will have the motivation fueled by an overwhelming eagerness to move towards a successful endpoint. This kind of passionate motivation is not quite the way we normally do things. We usually get things done through what can be described as a plan-driven path to success. Before doing anything, we will formulate a plan, and once the plan is established, we expect it to guide us toward success. However, Hill disapproved of this method and proposed that being desire-driven is the secret to success and all kinds of wealth. In the story we mentioned earlier, Barnes' desire is not just a hope, nor a mere wish, but a desire that keeps throbbing and surpasses everything else. It is both lucidly clear and rock-solid. No ifs or buts, Barnes is convinced he will work with the greatest inventor on the planet. The desire-driven path to success has several important steps. Conceiving an idea is the foremost step, the first rung on the ladder. Take skyscrapers for an example. A high-rise building will have been born as an idea in some capitalist's mind before it became an architect's idea. Without ideas, there will be no will to act, and many famous buildings would not exist. What you want and what you get can grow from the simplest idea. Afterward, the desire becomes incorporated into the idea. To draw a set of comparisons, Barnes fostered his desire to partner with Edison. And Edison had previously fostered his desire to find the perfect filament to illuminate a bulb. And a cheetah harbors the desire to pounce on a new. Even instinct is only mobilized when it is pushed by desire. Through desire, energy is focused on the goal, and then your actions will become decisive, effective, and agile. Autosuggestion is an essential influence on our desires, connecting them to our subconscious. Ultimately, our subconscious minds affect the way our bodies act. On a practical level, this insight is one of the most important aspects of the book. We will need to elaborate on it. We cannot consciously regulate the subconscious, which has both positive and negative effects on our behaviors. Although it cannot be actively steered by our will or our instincts, it can be indirectly influenced because it responds quickly to stimuli. Previously, we have unlocked the bookie of Daniel Kahneman's thinking, fast and slow. Hill's argument about the unconscious is similar to Kahneman's two mental systems. Most of the time, Kahneman's system 1, representing instinct and the unconscious, looks after day-to-day -day life without the slower mental process. It won't generate things like thoughts, questions, or analyses. These rational thought processes are system 2, representing the conscious mind. System 2 is responsible for strategic thinking, decision-making, and problem-solving. The rational you of system 2 is who you want to be or how you currently perceive yourself. Let's imagine you want to embark on a significant undertaking and have an ambitious plan for it. This will require system 2 to be dominant. But, unfortunately, most of the time, it is system 1 that affects your mind and that motivates your activity. Suppose you desire to achieve that big scheme. In that case, you need to restrain and override the intuitive system 1 with the rational system 2. It requires much willpower. However, there is a problem. 
willpower is limited, easily depleted, and cannot be relied upon. System 1 evolved over millions of years. By contrast, System 2 came in at a later evolutionary stage when the size and capacity of the brain expanded as people evolved from apes into Homo sapiens. It was relatively quick, over only a few thousand years. Therefore, System 1 is more ingrained and more influential. It explains why we often fail to realize the rational plans formulated in System 2, they are thwarted by the imperatives of System 1. Fortunately, there is something like a back door connecting the two systems. And this is the subconscious mind that can act as a component of System 1 which System 2 can affect. Suppose System 2 aims to help you achieve your desired outcomes. It can use clever seduction to influence and build up a stronger desire in the subconscious mind. In this way, over time, the subconscious indirectly influences System 1 and makes your body's intuitive spirit heed your rational desires. The seductive element is the autosuggestion we already mentioned. Autosuggestion is the equivalent of repeating out loud to yourself a hundred times per day, I want to make a million dollars. Or, I love that person. I want them to notice me. By keeping saying it over and over with conviction and conjuring in your mind what success will look like, you can nudge your subconscious. However, your subconscious will know whether your desire is genuine, so don't try to fool it. Communicate persistently with your subconscious. Offer it your sincere desire, and it will not ignore you. Does it sound like pie in the sky? Well, it's true. And it really works. This method is the foundation of this book. Let's get back to our steps on the path to success. After we start using auto-suggestion to tame the subconscious, we need a secondary means to allure and influence it more. And this must be unshakable faith in our ideas and desires. Such faith can effectively and relentlessly suppress System 1 as it bolsters System 2 at the same time, allowing rational thoughts to prevail. What comprises rational thought? The answer is easy, a combination of unshakable desire and long-lasting faith. In fact, with these two pulling strings, plans have a habit of simply falling into place. Your rational thought will find it easy to formulate a plan when the subconscious harbors your desire through auto-suggestion, and faith keeps you on track with your thoughts concentrated on your goal. In the story of Barnes and Edison, driven by his desire and never doubting that he would succeed, Barnes sneaked into a freight train headed to the city where Edison lived. When he got out, he homed in on Edison's location immediately. The plan was decidedly sketchy, and Barnes had to play it by ear, but his decisive purpose drove him relentlessly and shaped the successful outcome of his adventure. See, plans are only an intermediate step on the path to success driven by desire. Your growing conviction is more significant than your plan of action. Steered by desire, plans and actions will all be automatic. There is no need to fuss over every detail in advance. Think and Grow Rich hardly even mentions independent actions because, in the book's program, they derive from the desire. They occur inevitably. We cannot pursue them deliberately. Now it's easy to understand why for success, Hill said that being motivated by desire works better following a predetermined plan. However, in working towards a goal, having a plan is the convention and is still the dominant approach. 
what could possibly be wrong with it? On one side, without desire, such a plan would be uninspired. Without the support of faith, only entrenched willpower can maintain it. As we said before, willpower has its limits. It can help us follow a plan, but it should not be used as a driving force. Instead, desire and faith are driving forces, and we can very much rely on them. Additionally, plans don't always keep up with the twisting turns of events. The plan-driven path always assumes that everything will play out as expected. When reality deviates from our assumptions, we are caught off guard, and we suddenly don't know what to do. What if we improvised with a new temporary plan? This may result in us gradually veering away from the fundamental principles of the original course of action, disrupting the stages of other plans. It is pretty easy to lose track, become confused, or forget how the plan was supposed to work. Once you are no longer on course, you will be stumbling in the dark to find your way back, and it won't be long before the whole plan falls apart. In contrast, a path to success driven by desire is different. As long as your faith and desire are still in place, it is simplicity itself to react to unexpected deviations as they occur without losing your footing or missing a heartbeat. Pursuing your desire with unshakable conviction has an additional benefit, you will always come up with a relatively simple way around any obstacle. It cannot be overstressed that autosuggestion plays a critical role in directing the subconscious to follow the desire-driven path to success. Your potential, what you will become, will overwhelm the subconscious. Many people, because they believe they are doomed to be poor and unsuccessful, eventually end up being so. Their failure to be successful and wealthy is self-inflicted because their subconscious mind is tangled up with negativity. A subconscious with negativity leads to a concrete equivalent in the real world. For this reason, it is essential to instill positive belief in your subconscious, and autosuggestion is the way to do this. Blessings will fall upon you as if it is automatic. An inner transformative force determines whether you will lack or enjoy riches. What can we conclude from what we have heard so far concerning the desire drive path? That this spiritual force we call desire can transmute and be turned into tangible benefits and gains in our lives. Before the success of the Wright brothers, there were many unsuccessful attempts to build the first airplane, one that could take off and land. The most notable endeavor in this quest was by Professor Samuel Pierpont Langley. In his time, Langley hogged the limelight. The U.S. Army even backed him, granting him a huge sum of money. But what were Langley's desires? To make a fortune, to become a household name. Langley gave up and resigned the same day the Wright brothers completed their successful flight. Langley was no longer fated to be the first man to fly. He didn't care about refining his airplane project as soon as the fame he craved as a pioneer was no longer available. By contrast, the Wright brothers' desire was direct, compelling, and enduring. In our bookie about the Wright brothers, we told of how their aim was to be untethered and fly free in the blue sky like birds. The two pioneering inventors believed that they would successfully fine-tune the machine that could fly, and their example would change the course of aircraft development worldwide. Driven by their strong desire, they tried everything possible. They carried on their tests and experiments even when they were broke, unacknowledged, and working in isolation. Until, at last, they were successful. 
their desire transmuted into something physical, a gain for them, and, before their eyes, the first airplane. Isn't planning essential in this process? Don't actions matter too? Yes, both factors are important, but nothing is as important as desire. Such an insight is the essence of think and grow rich. We now find ourselves at the end of the first part of this bookie, but there is still further to go down the desire-driven path to success. For countless successful people, the forceful impetus of desire is the secret to success. This path has many steps, starting with the glimmer of an idea that rouses our desire. Once desire is awakened, our next challenge is bringing autosuggestion to bear on our subconscious. Only with the subconscious mind support can we establish conviction, develop the faith needed to devise a plan, and then take action. The path to success that starts way back with desire is many times more effective than the path of a well-laid plan. This is because it brings the subconscious along with it, and the subconscious acts as the intermediary between System 1, Instinct, and System 2, Rationality. The subconscious, when conjoined with desire, can turn that desire into tangible gains. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for Buki at Apple Store or Google Play, get your free mind snack now.